The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Down 17 to 7 at half, looking terrible. Down three in overtime. Down three with less than two minutes left. It does not matter. All this Eagles team does is win. The Philadelphia Eagles improved to 10-1 and after a win in a monsoon against the Buffalo Bills. We're here to break it all down. I'm joined today by Dibes. Uh, Dibes, all this team does is win. This is insane. I, I, I have to lead off the pod here, and I just have to say this before we get into it. The Eagles scored on five of their final six possessions. The one possession that they did not score was the one possession where they held a lead. So they get the lead 28 to 24. The defense gets the ball back. The offense promptly goes three and out. Like literally when we went into overtime, I told my wife the the bill, we, we need the bills to have the ball first and kick a field goal. It's the only way the Eagles are going to win. They need to play from behind in overtime. It's exactly what happened. You can check my Twitter timeline. I tweeted it before it happened. Incredible, insane game on the edge of our seats every week. Uh, Dives, I don't even know where to start with this one. Oh, my God. First team in the league to 10 wins. First team to clinch a playoff spot. Never count this team out. Most resilient quarterback I have ever seen. Jalen freaking Hurts putting the team on his back. Again, we're going to break down all the numbers. First half, the second half. There's a lot of ugly in this game that we have to talk about, unfortunately. But we got to talk about Jalen Hurts and his MVP moment. This was his moment. The rope-a-dope he played on wanting us Eagles fans, wanting him more involved in this rushing attack and design run straight into the end zone, points to the crowd, game over. Do not count out Jalen Hurts, man. It was a moment uh, I will never forget. I mean, there's so much to unpeel and unravel in this one, but it's got to be Jalen Hurts and his ability to bounce back week after week after week. I don't care if it's an ugly win. The Eagles are 10-1 this year. The second they lock in home field advantage, nobody's going to be, no one's going to care about the first half here, the first half there, the first half there. Yeah, it's getting really tired. Yeah, my heart's about to explode. We're here. The Eagles are 10-1, man. A win is a win. Can you imagine if the Eagles offense played in the first half of a football game this season? No. What that might look like? like? What's that like, Shane? Because I'm still waiting for it. How how are you going to, on a scramble drill, 
throw the ball up into the end zone. I thought it was AJ Brown. You got Alameda Zacchaeus <laughs> mossing people in the end zone. You've got Jake Elliott hitting a 59 yard field goal in a monsoon. Like they're, they're on the broadcast saying, you know, they needed to be 10 yards closer. They had the line on the field. It's like Jake Elliott's hit from 60 plus before he can do it again. He's clutch. This team is clutch. We don't want to talk about the first half. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I just want to talk about the second half and how this team responds to adversity. Let's let's not talk about them creating their own adversity. Let's just talk about responding to it. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the Bills did have 17 points between the second half and overtime. I mean, let's give credit out where credit's due. I thought Josh Allen had a very good game. Uh, his ability to respond to the Eagles' pressure, especially on third and longs, uh, was a backbreaker. Uh, his ability to scramble, improvise, extend plays out of the pocket, hitting guys left and right. Um, I mean, it was absurd. I think he had like six third down conversions on third and seven or longer. Uh, it was nauseating as an Eagles fan, uh, but they made plays when it mattered. That James Bradbury interception was huge. You know, they, they the run defense, Jordan Davis coming up big again and again, uh, against the run. Um, uh, how about that moment? Jordan Davis running side by side with Josh Allen out of the pocket. Uh, what a freak. Uh, just an amazing. Yeah, that's just insane. <laughs> he almost beat him to the edge, man. Oh, he, he, almost, he was trying to strip him. That's how athletic he is. Uh, he almost got to the edge uh, alongside Josh Allen. But um, let, let, let's get into this right now because uh, Jalen Hurts' second half stats, second half in overtime, Jalen Hurts finished 14 of 19 passing, 165 yards, three passing touchdowns. He had 42 yards rushing and a touchdown on the ground. This is the best quarterback down uh, when he's, uh, you know, uh, facing, uh, uh, not when he's not winning. What, what I'm trying to blank on what it's called. But, like, it's unbelievable how many times we have seen Jalen Hurts down and just puts this team on his back and makes big play after big play. And that's kind of what we saw in the first half. Josh Allen making plays with his arm, making plays with his legs. In the second half, it belonged to Jalen Hurts. And we're going to be talking about it for a long time. Yeah, I mean, as bad as the first half was, what did he have, 30 yards at, at halftime? Jalen Hurts ends up throwing for 200 yards, three touchdowns. He rushes for 65 yards and two touch, A five-touchdown performance. Like, just wow. incredible stuff. Um I, Shane, I don't Shane, even, I don't even know, man. Shane, this team didn't have a single third down conversion in the first half. Not one for the second week in a row. <laughs> that, that's unbelievable. When you think about it, uh, you know, and we do, we do got to give credit where credit's due. This team has been uh, bouncing back in a huge way when it comes to red zone. I think they're like the last three weeks, three for three, three for three, four for four today. They are, is that 10 or is that six? Yeah, that's 10 for 10. The last three weeks in the red zone, this team over the last like stretch of like four or five games is number one in the NFL. That's been the biggest problem, at least at the early stages of this season. Uh, so Jalen Hurts, the offense, Brian Johnson. Yeah, there's some ugly things we need to break down, uh, but man, I don't even, I don't even have words to describe how much of my quarterback is Jalen Hurts, man. I, I'm just dumbfounded at this point. I just, 
So passing stats while trailing this season. <laughs> EPA per play, Jalen Hurts has 0.24 EPA per play while trailing. Second closest is Brock Purdy at 0.18. Like, it's just phenomenal. And that's not even including rushing, which I could, I can compile and I probably will compile and tweet, but I can't do that live on the air here. Because uh, otherwise I'd just be staring at the screen. But Jalen Hurts, ice in his veins, rain, sleet, or snow. I don't know if you saw the clip I tweeted out earlier. We were talking about that. We got to talk yeah, about, about, about Jake Elliott soon. Oh, my God. That was... Yeah. <sighs> I know it's just like this, like in in the big picture, this game really doesn't matter. Like this is like in all honesty, like this is probably the game that they could probably lose because like the next games coming up on the schedule are way bigger when it comes to playoff picture. Um, you know, they were due kind of for a dud, but my goodness, man, Jake Elliott with the field goal of his Eagles career, like we're going to be talking about this one for a while. Uh, I mean, he was the early season MVP on this team, you know, uh, winning them game after game after game. And that shot he had from, what, 59 yards? Uh, 59. I think just squeaked into that bottom right corner. Uh, in that weather, legends are born, man. Legends are born tonight. Uh, and not just Jalen Hurts, not just Jake Kelly. I know I'm going all over the place. Yeah, uh I think Dibes froze there for a second. So I'm going to start talking and he'll probably come over me in a second. But yeah, Jake Elliott, 18 of 20 on the season, uh, five of six from 50 plus yards. He's already got a 61 yarder this year. He hits from 59 there. And that was just clutch. Like to get the ball back that it just doesn't happen. The Eagles get the ball back down a score down three with, I think it was a minute 52 left and they had two timeouts left. And to be able to just go down the field, and obviously it helps a little bit that Buffalo plays scared in that instance, and Buffalo gets a little gets a little too lax in what they're giving up. But Jalen Hurts hits the the big throw to Devonta Smith to get down to like the thirty, and then you get the the call, the handoff to uh, DeAndre Swift, who's able to get back outside. Uh, the defense over pursues, and he cuts it back and gets down inside the red zone. And once they got down to the ten, like. Was there ever any doubt that they were going to score and for it to come on a on an empty QB draw when that's what the Bills had been killing you with all game? And that's the thing that fans have hated throughout the season at times is the QB draws. But for Jalen Hurts in that moment, the QB draw into the end zone. And by the way, the Eagles four of four in the red zone in this game. Uh, I know they were a, they were perfect against the Chiefs last week. I think they might have even been perfect against the Cowboys the week before. I'll have to check that. But uh, ice in the veins of the offense all the way around. Can you hear me now? Yes, I got you. All right, my bad. I don't know what just happened, uh, but I'm back. Uh, are we talking about Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I was talking about – I was just talking about that last drive and how they were able to get down the field. And uh, once you got in the red zone, you just you just sort of knew, like, the Eagles have been so good. The Eagles haven't failed in a, on a red zone attempt to score a touchdown in the last three games. Like that was a big talking point at the start of the year, but you have to go all the way back to the commanders game to find a t the last time they failed in the red zone. And they were still three of five in that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> Shane. Oh, did I freeze again? Am I here? Yeah, you're here. All right. Sorry. My, my computer's kind of acting. I don't know if my internet's getting funky. Uh, but anyway, like, 
what else is more, there more to say about Jalen Hurts? Uh, you know, he's going to be clearly leading the MVP race after this performance, uh, after this week. Um, there were some lucky moments, I thought, on that it, were in favor of the Eagles, unfortunately. Um, and we'll probably talk about that as well. Some drops, uh, some things like some penalties, because uh, that's all we've been hearing from Cowboys fans and things like that over the last few weeks. Uh, but Jalen Hurts deserves everything coming to him, man. Uh, what an epic performance. Um, I, I thought the Eagles did a really good job, at least kind of taking what uh, they could get. You know, uh, the, the quick hitters, they kind of settled in a, a, a lot, especially in that second half. Uh, Devontae Smith had another phenomenal game. Uh, this was a huge moment for him. Uh, I thought the Eagles did a really good job, at least in the second half, of dominating uh, in the run game off the edges. Uh, that, you know, DeAndre Swift started to get heavily involved in this one. He had a big 36 yarder. Uh, the Eagles finally started to move the ball. Uh, and I thought, at least on offense, it wasn't consistent, but at least offense, offensively, uh, in the second half, the Eagles for, uh, you know, offensive lines finally started to get some push, especially on that left side. Yeah. Um, and to get the Lane Johnson, not playing monkey off your back, they get a win without Lane Johnson. Obviously, uh, you get the, whatever, whatever happened, uh, the freak thing where he's not been on the injury report. I get out of church this morning and find out Twitter is on fire because all of a sudden Lane Johnson is questionable for the game. And I had no idea what was going on. Um, and it was rough early first play of the game. Jack Driscoll just gets immediately beat. And he had some rough moments in this game. Hertz looked really skittish. I think that was affecting him in the first half. Didn't affect him in the second half. Um, I thought the offense really adjusted. Well, like you talked about being able to run outside, that uh, was really helpful for them in the second half. I felt like it really got uh, Jalen Hurts settled down and everything just started to flow from there. And we get Devontae Smith over 100 yards. Devontae Smith, I think he had 99 yards last week or two weeks ago. He's been really close to that 100-yard game and hasn't had it for a while. So uh, shout out to Devontae Smith for, I mean, it's, I know he's a team guy and all that, but you haven't had a 100-yard game since Minnesota back in week two and you've had a 99 yard game twice against Washington and against Kansas city. So hat tip to Devonte Smith for always staying locked in uh, I, the offense, just night and day difference, but let's flip over and talk a little bit about the defense here. So obviously I would say the defense played really well in the first half of this game. They give up 17 points, right? Uh, they give up a touchdown on a 36 yard field after a fumble. Uh, they give up a touchdown on a 29 yard field after an interception. And so, and even their field goal, well, I guess it was a 45 yard drive. It started at the 25, but they really only gave up one drive in the first half and you feel pretty good about them. But then in the second half, they give up, you know, it's a missed field goal, but they give up a touchdown. They give up another touchdown and it, it felt like the defense was starting to fall apart. And you know, I get that. I, I I don't think people should be too critical on the defense. The defense had to play, what was it, 92 plays in this one. 92 plays to 65 for the Eagles. It was 40 and a half minutes time of possession to 26 minutes. So the defense is gassed. You're playing without Fletcher Cox. You're playing without Zach Cunningham, which showed up huge. Uh, Christian Ellis, not quite ready for that yet. But when it matters most, 
the defense is able to hold them to a field goal in overtime. And yeah, I mean, Gabe Davis on that last play, yeah. Gabe Davis ran a corner route. Josh Allen throws a post route and yeah. he was open. It's the pressure though. And I thought the Eagles did exactly what you had to do in that situation. The bills had been spreading them out and running it with Josh Allen. The only way you can be plus one in the box is to play cover zero and put those guys in the box. And that's what they did. And the pressure on Josh Allen forces him to pull the trigger before he wants to. And the ball falls incomplete. And you can say like he got behind the defense. Allen didn't have the time to make that throw. And so the defense comes up with the stop there. Um, What did you think defensively in this game? I thought I thought you just nailed it. Um, you know, I, I you really saw the Eagles defense kind of crumble late in the game. I mean, you look at the time of possession. Uh, the Bills owned the ball 40 minutes compared to the Eagles 26. It was just as bad as uh, in the first half. And you kind of saw the Eagles. Um, this is kind of what we've seen, though, pretty consistently, Shane, is – you know, it's kind of that Jonathan Gannon, sorry guys, Ben don't break defense, and they make plays when it matters. Uh, and they, yeah, they give up yards. Yeah, they they are masters of nearly getting home, and they don't necessarily get home. They only got to Josh Allen how many times? Um, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, once. They only got to him once, and that was Brandon yeah. Graham. Shout out. There was an intentional Reddick. grounding in there, too. So that one, yeah, I'm counting Reddick. that one. But Hassan Reddick, right? Yeah. Um, which was a horse collar. Um, that was, a, yeah. But maybe, anyway. Maybe. <laughs> uh, likely. Likely. But did, I never saw a replay of him actually grabbing the pads. I just saw his hand up there. So I'm going to say maybe. It was a It was a very frustrating game by the defense in the sense that uh, of all the third downs, they gave up to Josh Allen and credit again, like I said, at the start of the show, Josh Allen played his heart out. I thought he was making throws, making plays with those legs in big moments again and again and again in this one. Uh, But Jordan, like, let's talk about that overtime uh, with the game on the line. You look at this bill's possession uh, slay and digs. They got physical. There was no flag uh, led to an incompletion. Could have been a pass interference. It wasn't Uh, Jordan Davis had three run stops. Uh, in that overtime, Diggs dropped the first down ball from Josh Allen that I thought was a great um, uh, throw, but Diggs dropped it. Uh, you had a roughing the passer on Nick Morrow, uh, which kind of was a flop, I think, but Morrow uh, needs to be smarter there. Uh, absolutely yeah. needs to be smarter. Uh, and then that's a that's a on that. That's a ticky tack call, but that's one that's going to be called consistently. Like Morrow's got to be smarter than that. The ball's right. out. Just and I cannot stand Tony Romo, but he was right on that one. Don't extend the arms and you're fine. Like if you run into Josh Allen, like it's understandable that you're running full speed and you can't stop. You cannot extend your hands. And I mean, it's a little bit of a flop. It's a ticky tack call, but it will get called consistently. Morrow has to know better on that. And then, you know, a, a week ago, um, MVS dropped that huge touchdown pass uh, in the Chiefs game. And then this one, you had Gabe Davis with a potential uh, touchdown pass that didn't happen. You know, God, like, is this the year, Shane? Is this the year? Like, it seems like things are definitely happening in the Eagles' favor. I just hope that luck continues as we get ready for 
the final playoff push and the Eagles get a little healthy. But defensively, I thought they were fine. I mean, as great as Josh Allen played, like I'm not knocking the defense whatsoever. They they held Buffalo to 4.3 yards uh, per carry. But, you know, Josh Allen had a big chunk. Like if you were to take out Josh Allen out of that, I'm sure those numbers are very different. Josh Allen had nine yards uh, per carry on nine attempts. Uh, so overall, I'm happy with the defense. It, it wasn't perfect, um, but like given the weather, given the conditions, given how much the offense kind of threw them into the fire, I'm okay with it. Yeah, the, they, the Bills were 11 of 17, I think it was, or 11 of 18. They were awesome. 11 of 18 on third and long. And in the first half, the two touchdowns the Bills had were from Eagles giveaways on offense. Yeah. Yeah. They were 11 of 18 on third and long, could not get off the field on third and long, had no answer for Josh Allen's mobility, which is something that's worth noting because it's back to back weeks, a quarterback with mobility and they're different kinds of mobility, but Patrick Mahomes has a lot of mobility in the pocket have given the, the defense trouble in those situations. Uh, but make no mistake, people don't look at the win-loss record. If you don't follow AFC teams, do not look at the win-loss record and think the 6-6 six and six Bills, the Bills are a very good football team. Uh, if you flipped the result of every one-score game, the Bills would be 10-2 and two right now. Like, their point differential is great. Their offense is really good. They have gotten remarkably unlucky in close games at the end. This is a very good football team. Uh, ben says here that the last four weeks have aged me about 40 years. Oh uh, so I, I went to the I hear you, Ben. Yeah, I went to the Dolphins game, my first ever Eagles game. A lot of you guys know that. And uh, I, my wife went with me, hasn't really watched Eagles games with me, but she's been into it since we went to the game, went to the link, the fans, all that. So she's been into the games now and been watching him with me. And when this game ends, she just looked at me and she goes, are Eagles games always like this? <laughs> As I'm like pacing behind the couch, I can't even sit down. I was like, I mean, I, they are, they weren't last year. year. Like this you year. needed to be, you needed to watch the games last year. You could have relaxed the entire second half. That's not the case this year. Yeah. Facts. Uh, this year has been a different breed, but they're beating good quarterbacks. Um, you, you're, you, you had the hardest schedule in the league, I, I believe. And they're winning. Uh, Eagles fans always need to, something to complain about. Guys, let's enjoy this. Let's enjoy this right now. The Eagles are 10-1. and one. Uh, Jalen Hurst just extended his NFL record with his 14th straight win against a team with a winning record. No other quarterback has more than 12, man. Let's enjoy this. This, this could be a special season. Uh, and this is Jalen Hurts' moment. This is his moment. Uh, MVP moment right here, right now, tonight. The Eagles are 10-1. and one. Again, at the end of the day, no one's going to be crying and complaining when they get home field advantage. No one's going to care about the quality of a first half. A win is a win. Yeah, and now uh, if the Eagles beat the 49ers next week, they will have a 95% chance uh, to clinch the one seed. So you even, even if you lose to the 49ers, but you beat the Cowboys, it's still a, a, above a 75% chance. So the Eagles are right where they want to be. They have stacked wins. They've beaten good quarterbacks. This team has been battle tested. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. 
But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Uh, let's throw it over to Rachel. Let's bring Rachel in here and see what the vibe is on Twitter. Oh, no. uh, I'm sure it's markedly different if we did three words. At, maybe we should start doing a three words at halftime and then a three words post game show and just see the differences. But what are the people saying out there, Rachel? I wanted to start with one that I actually saw here in the comments. Um, I love to start with the who's getting fired each and every week. And so this week uh, right here, fire the first half. That's true. But, I, I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I've really seen so far. I'm, you know, skimming on Twitter right now, and I don't really see a lot of fire anybody. I see a glad it's over. I think all of us are glad it's over, and they were able to win that game because that was insane. Okay, <laughs> there is a fire Johnson. Fire Brian Johnson. It never failed. I just found one. So, yeah, somebody said on cloud nine. I feel great. Jalen Hurst MVP. There's a lot of people saying, you know, most valuable player. So I don't know. Um, never doubt it hurts. So yeah, everything's pretty, pretty positive. Brian, fire Brian Johnson. I feel like that never fails. I feel like like um BLG was talking about on BGN radio. He, I think that at this point, that's just what it is. Every week, one of those is going to come. But the fire of the first half, I think that one's the best that I've seen so far. Um, also. Just something to mention, uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon Graham. I don't know if you guys mentioned, you know, shout out to him. Big day for him. He got a sack and now he holds the record for the most games played in the franchise. And so um, regular season games with 189. And so big day for him. We love to see it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, um, go I ahead, mean, Dives. Let, let's talk like I, I we love to kill Brian Johnson here. Uh, but that, that, that play called to. Uh, Devonte Smith in the end zone. It was like a fake screen. Uh, I love that play. That was a great play. Like there are moments in this game where, or at least the two couple weeks where they got some guys and put some guys in motion, which, uh, which, is, which never happens in this offense. Um, so there is that, but I get it guys. I, I get it. Like it's the situational play calling where they're, they're running the ball effectively. Then what do they do next? Pass, 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 like things like that. Um, I, I thought heading into this one, you look at the DVOA, like this was a Bills team um, that I thought the Eagles would, from the jump, truly commit to being um, more of a run-heavy offense in this one. And we didn't really see that. Like, And kind of with Jack Driscoll out there, like that didn't make any sense. I didn't understand the start out the gate. Um, I don't like that game plan at all. 
but let's let's be honest. Like the Eagles just put up 23, no, 30 points in the second half in overtime. So that there's there's something there. Yeah, I I Brian, the biggest problem in the first half was not Brian Johnson, it was Jalen Hurts. Like Jalen Hurts played a brutal first half of this game. And and, and I mean, credit to Jalen Hurts for bouncing back. And, and we've talked about that, but there's some calls you can quibble with, but Brian Johnson wasn't the biggest issue. And I, I thought he called a really good game in the second half. Like even down to, I tweeted this one out, but play sequencing, they have that third and two where they go running backs in the backfield. They pull Jack Stoll behind the formation and they get Jalen Hurts out and they toss it to him and he gets a first down. They love that play with Dallas Goddard. They ran it with Jack Stoll and he gets a first down yeah. a few plays later they're down in the red zone they run it's out of pistol this time but it's the same thing you've got the tight end coming behind the formation what does the safety do he jumps the flat route and you got Devonte smith right behind it for a touchdown beautiful sequencing like you got that like you mentioned that the, the or actually i think it was aj brown on that one because Devonte was the uh, fake screen seam ball uh, just some really good calls. And again, like the weakness that we talked about was inability to score in the red zone. They have not settled for a field goal in the red zone in three games now. So the one thing I do want to talk about with the offense um, that is concerning, and I said this last week, is their inability to put away games with a lead. Now we can frame it as a positive that they are so good playing from behind I would like for them to be better playing from the lead. And so we can just run through it here uh, against the Chiefs. They have the ball up four with 528 left and they punt against Dallas. They're up five with a minute 17 left and they go three and out against the Jets up two with 443 left and they throw the interception. And then, of course, you have tonight. They get the ball up four with 850 left and it's the only time in the second half you go three and out. And so that is something that's concerning. Uh, I would like to see the Eagles get better there because I'm not going to lie. I was nervous as the Bills start driving down the field, eating clock. Uh, fortunately, they scored fast enough for the Eagles to have a chance. Uh, I, I'll say I, I love this comment uh, there from Matthew. Find someone who looks at you the way Sirianni looks at Gainwell. Uh, <laughs> that makes me laugh so much. Like, what, what was your reaction to especially – with the game on the line, less than two minutes, and Kenny Gamewell's out there, and they're calling plays out for him on, like, some checkdowns. My entire time was just, hold on to the ball, Kenny. Hold on to the ball, Kenny. Like, that was my, my response there. Uh, but I don't really have anything much more to add. You're absolutely spot-on correct. Like, the situational play calling and things like that has been questionable. Um, but, listen, the Eagles just put up – 37 points in a monsoon you know this eagles offense isn't pretty uh they get dallas goddard back uh big picture wise i think the eagles offense is going to be fine i think the eagles found something there on that left side especially with their rushing attack um i don't know what the prognosis is for lane johnson moving forward that is massive it seemed precautionary with the weather and things like that so fingers crossed there uh but you know, that's the difference is the Eagles rushing attack is just not at the level it was uh, last season. Uh, they were the number one like zone gap 
rushing team by far uh, in the NFL last year. They're not even remotely close to that this season. Uh, and that's the difference. When, when the Eagles would get big leads and put teams away, they would just pin their ears back and just run the ball and out physical teams uh, at the line. Uh, we have seen teams, opposing teams, who are physical, big, kind of give this Eagles uh, team some problems. Uh, you know, so uh, I'm not worried about it. Um, as At the end of the day, it's all about just staying healthy, man. Like you look across the NFL and everything that's playing out, um, just stay healthy. Uh, let's get ready to move on to next week. Uh, it's, it's, it's a minimal concern. We just put up 37 points. I'm not going to complain about, yeah, it was overtime, but I mean, that, that not having Lane Johnson out there, not having Dallas Goddard out there and a Bills uh, pass rush that was number two in pass rush win rate uh, with Ed Oliver and Leonard Floyd, who are terrific football players. They did fine. Yeah, a couple injury updates here. So uh, the chat is noting Kelsey went to the locker room at the end of regulation. Yeah, I saw that. He was back out there. I'm assuming that was, a, in fact, a bathroom run. So uh, I don't have anything on uh, Zach Cunningham or on Fletcher Cox, but Derek Gunn tweeted out during the game that uh, I'm told Lane Johnson popped scar tissue in his groin on Friday, similar to what Sua Opeta did when he missed the Dallas game. Lane is expected to return to action next week versus San Francisco. So should not be a long-term thing for Lane Johnson, uh, which is huge because the 49ers come to town next week. Wasn't Quez Watkins active today? Yes. So let's talk about progress. I don't, I don't remember any targets to Quez this, in this one, yeah, right? He, had, he played snaps, but he had zero targets. Progress, baby. There it is. Yeah, he should not be getting targets whatsoever. Um, that's the that's the question marks, right? Like when you talk about Brian Johnson, like you've got ridiculous playmakers in Devontae and not Goddard, not today, but A.J. Brown, uh, DeAndre Swift. Those are the guys that should be heavily involved in this offense. Why Why are you throwing the ball to Quez? Why are, like this? These were like early season uh, concerns, but uh, especially Kenny Gainwell, like inside the 20, getting the getting the rock. Uh, but. Let's move on. You know who's furious right now? Everybody who bet on the Eagles minus three because there is no extra point kicked in overtime when that touchdown makes it a win. So yeah. uh, that bet pushed for everybody. So sorry for those of you that took Eagles minus three. Hopefully you got it earlier in the week at minus two and a half. But uh, I would be furious if I bet the Eagles in this one. I did not bet this game. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't gamble. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Uh, I think we're kind of wrapping it up here. Dibes, any final thoughts you have uh, about the game, about looking forward? Where's your head at moving into this week? I'm going to rewatch this game the second we turn this one off because that was just the second half, just the, just the second half. Yeah, let's not uh, be crazy. <laughs> uh, this was a wild one. Um, there were just so many moments that I'm sure I forgot. Uh, I'm sure I forgot to bring up here on the show. Uh, but shout outs to Jalen Hurts, who had a phenomenal game, uh, especially in the second half. Uh, shout out to Jake Elliott, Eagles legend. Shout out to Brandon Graham, Eagles legend. Uh, um, you know, this is a second half team. Uh, we have seen it again and again and again. It would be nice, Shane, uh, for my heart, for my cholesterol, for everything, uh, for my 
marriage <laughs> that we could get two halves of football uh, and I can just have a nice Sunday uh, evening, afternoon. But here we are. The Eagles are 10 and one. At the end of the day, uh, Jalen Hurts had his MVP moment. And we'll probably look back at this one, I feel like, in about three to four weeks and remember and be talking about this one in, in a fun and positive way. Because uh, that's it, right? The Eagles just need to stay healthy. You look at the last three weeks of this regular season, they don't, I don't think they have to get on an airplane. They, they, the Giants twice, and I forget who they play a second one, like Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals. Is that home? I'm, I yes. think that's it. So just just get through this gauntlet. Uh, get ready for the upcoming matchups with uh, the Niners and the Cowboys. And uh, just please be healthy, Lane. We need Lane help back on this team, on that football field. Uh, we escaped one. The Bills tried to give this one away multiple times. They did at the end. Uh, the Eagles are definitely fortunate in definitely different areas. Uh, but in Jalen Hurts, I trust. That's my that's my, that's how I'm gonna end. All right, in Jalen Hurts, we trust. Uh, that's an appropriate way to end this podcast. As the Eagles move to ten and one on the season, uh, the 49ers come to town in a rematch of that NFC Championship game next Sunday afternoon. Huge game, huge implications for the one seed. Hopefully, the Eagles will be healthy for that one. Uh, I'm just gonna end with the Jalen Hurts quote. And that is rain, sleet, or snow, the Eagles train to go. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode of the BGN Instant Reaction Show. Hit that thumbs up button. Give us a five-star rating and review if you're listening later on Apple Podcasts. And we will be back here next week to break down a 11th victory of the season over the San Francisco 49ers. You guys keep it tuned here to BGN. Go Birds.